Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing. We got a bonus episode today. Uh, Love when we get to do these. Uh, We recorded this um, in time for the Super Bowl because my Seahawks, as you know, are returning to the Super Bowl. It's a repeat. Carol, Super Bowl, baby. Uh, This episode's a lot of fun. Our guest, Mark Saratella, uh, one of my best buds. Uh, and the uh, runner of one of the most popular stand-up shows in the country, Comedy Juice. Uh, go to ComedyJuice.com. they got shows in San Diego, Hollywood, New York, Irvine, Pasadena. Uh, it's one of the most successful stand-up shows uh, in the world, and Mark, uh, Mark runs that motherfucker. Um, Mark uh, came with me to the San Jose Improv a couple weekends ago and uh, so kindly uh, donated his emotional support to his buddy who was watching his Seahawks make the most miraculous comeback in NFL playoff history. Uh, we, we get into our entire trip, uh, some uh, hilarious run-ins with hotel security, the uh, airport and our plane getting uh, uh, having some technical issues, um, the furry convention that was happening at the same time we were doing shows at the San Jose Improv, and, uh, and the experience of watching the, uh, the game. Uh, we get into all that stuff, as well as Mark telling some great stories about his dad, helping him send his first text message, um, the first time I got almost arrested in San Diego, and then we get into uh, some Super Bowl talk, uh, some predictions and whatnot. Obviously, you know what I think is going to happen. Uh, all this deflate gate shit has, uh, has really taken over the media coverage, but uh, you know we got a game to play on Sunday, and, uh, and our Hawks are not going to be distracted, you piece of shit patriots. Fucking cheating. Tom Brady, how dare you, man? You got everything. You got a, you got a hot wife. You got a great smile. You're, you're, you, you, you won, man. You already won, and now you're trying to cheat. It's not fair, man. And you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. Also, please, if you have not checked out my Seahawks 12 man checklist video, go to my YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Adam Ray Seahawks checklist. Uh, on YouTube. It's also on Funny or Die. Uh, I've been posting on Twitter and Facebook, but check it out. Uh, put a lot of uh, time and energy and, uh, and money into this video, and I think you're going to dig it. People have been loving it, so I really appreciate that. Um, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate and comment on iTunes. That helps us climb the charts. We just locked in a couple big guests uh, in the last couple days that I can't fucking believe we got, so you guys are in for a real treat. Keep passing around the links to the podcast. Listen to it on aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Stitcher or iTunes. Of course, get your ABLN merchandise at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. We've got some new shirts coming in the next uh, two to three weeks. Really pumped about those. Um, that picture of Brad and I, uh, me holding Brad with a baby Bjorn, uh, like we're on the edge of Titanic. We're putting that on a shirt because you guys fucking love that picture. So uh, so uh, go to astoymerchandise.com and pick up your ABLN merch. Uh, of course, Brad Williams will be at the Baltimore Comedy Factory uh, Friday and Saturday, January 30th and 31st. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. I will, of course, uh, be at the Laugh Factory Improv and Comedy Store in the next few weeks. And then February 10th through March 7th, I embark on a month-long tour with my boy Adam Devine. 
Uh, all those uh, tour dates and cities are on my uh, website, adamraytv.com, and of course, Google Adam Divine Tour to uh, get your tickets. We're going to New York, Boston, Seattle, Vancouver, Boulder, Nashville, Orlando, Portland. It's going to be fucking bananas, so come on out to those shows. Those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. And now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy a special bonus episode of the About Last Night podcast, Go Hawks, with Mark Saratella. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast. It's about last night. Oh, we're going. Oh, yeah. oh, we're going. Yeah. Okay. Going. Put your headphones on. Yeah. In the lobby of this hotel, too, was a furry convention. So it's not even people connected to sports. Oh, but, like you were. Wait, you, you, you were in a hotel and there's a furry convention. And this is the first time hearing of this. Yeah. There were no Instagram photos. There were no tweets about a furry convention. I did a Facebook update. How do you <laughs> call yourself a comedian <laughs> when there's people dressed up? What, what, what would be one of your first tweets? For oh, a furry God. Uh, for a uh, furry convention, maybe maybe the fact that they would look at me and, and think, wow, that's a great costume. <laughs> Where'd you, you get that? Yeah. Where'd, yeah. Where'd you get that one? Wait, explain for the uh, listeners what a furry convention oh, is, Mark. A furry convention is, is, is a... Is a Magic the Gathering after <laughs> everyone's done coke and ecstasy and some other type of weird, like, weird like horse tranquilizer, <laughs> yeah. and then decided that the next step or the last step towards homelessness was to show up at a furry convention, <laughs> <laughs> throw on furry feet, and then send a photo to their dad so their dad kills himself. <laughs> that, you know what? That I'm pretty sure that's on the brochure. Yeah, that, that, that's like that's like all your checklist before you yeah. show up. Basically, <laughs> it's have you ever been to Disneyland, looked at Pluto, and thought I would love to fuck Pluto? Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. that's essentially what a furry convention is. It's, it's also like that's just such a great like typical San Jose fashion where it was like we're in town doing shows at the Improv. It's like yeah. There's an all there's we're staying at a hotel where there's always some sort of convention. It's all there's always people with name tags that are attached to those like like necklace name tags. Sure, you know? sure. And they're always walking around. They always they're always at the bar late night when we come back from the shows, like looking just. It's got that cheating energy, like it's like a bunch of <laughs> that spouses, cheating like, energy. You know, cheating's just in the air, but like rich cheating. Yeah, rich. cheating. Yeah, because it's the Fairmont in San Jose. So yeah. yeah, you're not you're not bringing the crack whore there. No, but you're, you're also watching them. these like yeah. groups of dudes, like because hey, it's dudes outnumber the women. So you're yeah. watching clumps of dudes like fucking like in wingtips and tra- trousers <laughs> and a shirt tucked in and a belt that just huddling. What song is that? Oh, it's like Fur Elise. Oh, I don't know. It's just classical wow. shit. Wow, that, classical Wait shit that I just busted out. <laughs> yeah. What you don't know Fur Elise? No, I do. You, you don't know Fur Elise, motherfucker. That was the first song I learned on the piano when my when my mom forced me to play piano because she wanted a musical child. Wow! And she goes, she I she realized I wasn't going to learn the saxophone because I was playing the clarinet, and I go, Mom, it's just too difficult. So I went to a music camp where they literally specialized in transition from the clarinet to the saxophone. <laughs> and and I came back, and she was like, So how are you, Kenny G Jr.? And I'm like. You mean fucking Elton John Sr.? Yeah, and she's like, I was like, I played more of the piano. And she's like, okay, let's get lessons. Hired a guy to teach me lessons. I would never play scales. I basically just want to be able to play songs that kids would recognize so yep. I could play them 
on the piano in the lunchroom in elementary school. So I go, that's it. Yeah. So he would go, all right, let's practice the scales. I go, can you teach me how to play the Jurassic Park theme song? And he was like, <laughs> the fuck you talking about, you fat fuck? And I'm like, Jurassic Park, man. He's like, no, I know what it is, but we need to start with scales and then some classical shit like Beethoven, Fairlies. Yeah. So I learned Fairlies because he goes, if you learn Fairlies, I'll teach you the Jurassic Park theme song. And I did, and he did. And then I go, now teach me the Angels in the Outfield theme song. And he quit. <laughs> he <laughs> told my sense. mom, this kid doesn't want to do scales. And he started yelling at my mom. I was in that house when he was like he doesn't want to do scales well hey <laughs> listen you're the guy you know it's like that dude that like bought a guitar in college he learned brown eyed girl and crash into me yeah. and that's all the song you need to know to get pussy yeah. that is it yeah. that like you just and, and sit a, in a park and play crash into me and as a sixth grader that was my same motivation absolutely you're like i just want to hold hands with molly yeah, as know. she listens to the uh, closing credits of Jurassic Park <laughs> and blows me under the seesaw. It, 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 it's fun. What? Whoa, wow, you start, you start young. Uh, basically, uh, we, <laughs> didn't happen, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, didn't know if we were about to take a really awkward and uh, Megan's Law.com turn. I did, I did the first time I kissed a girl, though, was fifth grade. When was the first for you guys? Ooh, that was uh, Mark? tomorrow. <laughs> Got one planned. Uh, I'm not going to beat that answer. So, well, well done. Well done tomorrow. <laughs> That's fucking great. When was it? Do you remember? Or was that your way of getting out of no, actually no, admitting I, when it was? No, I remember. It right. was uh, my mom. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't fall asleep. And she gave me a little kiss on the cheek. And I fell right asleep. And you turned it into a little thumb. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I went, saw it on TV. <laughs> I saw it on those movies that, that, you, that you make yeah. me watch, Mom. And then I this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, it was... Uh, it was uh, Saturday night at the furry convention, I kissed uh, a pink Chuck E. Cheese. Wow. Uh, well done. No, but for real, I was in the fifth grade. I was uh, next to a pool. It's a girl uh, named Michelle Quack. I'm being honest now. Yeah, Her uh, last name is Quack? Yeah. And like, we were the same Explains age. And we met like playing. I'm like, oh, it was so hot. We met when we were 10, like over oh, yeah, camping. Dude. And they're like, it was like uh, my mom's best friend's niece. And she was so gorgeous. And she, we played cards all night next to a campfire. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Every, there were all the elements lined up for yeah. you to, for the kiss to be great. I mean, yeah, totally. they, they were playing the Dawson's Creek song, like over, yeah. over the loudspeaker for some, for some weird reason. <laughs> for my life to be over. And now that I realize it, too, I have never, literally never thought of this, is that. She was the first like little girl I like when I was like you know that I was attracted to yeah. like, that first crush. She also had dark skin, a thing that I have to this day. Yeah, and, and, and upstate wow. New York too. There, no one's tan, and so right. for her to be dark skin, I was like, who is this exotic? <laughs> wow, so you got introduced to just diversity early. Early, yeah, on. yeah. She looked half Puerto Rican. What I actually also just realized is that her mom probably cheated on her dad because she had two white parents. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are hitting me right now, man. A lot of trust issues. For Holy kids shit! <laughs> should we uh, le- should we uh, lay you down? Have a Someone little steno pad. <laughs> Someone call up Gene Quack and tell this guy. <laughs> Quack. The kid's not yours. Gene Quack. It's, it's such a great first kiss name. Yeah. It, it just sounds like a character from the Super Fudge books. Like, and then Fudge lay, laid his eyes on Gene Quack. <laughs> and then you knew it was done. Who was your first kiss? My first kiss is actually now a reality star. So how about that for a teaser? Tia Tequila? Wow. You're damn right. No. Uh... My first kiss uh, was in seventh grade, so I was a little later than you guys, and uh, it was a dwarf girl. That's about right, by the way. Let's be honest. Like it, like the fact that I did it in fifth grade. It was my sister's friend. Mm-hmm. She had a friend sleeping over. They were in seventh grade, two years older. I was in fifth grade, so uh, okay. it was an older woman. Okay. I'd never kissed before. Took advantage of her you. friend. Yeah, took advantage. Basically, like you want to make out, and like I think fifth grade is when you start to go, oh shit. 
Yeah. My Maybe. dick ain't just there yeah. for fucking There's a convenience. spring in your step. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't just there to pee, you know? <laughs> and uh, hitching your giddy up. And dude, she used so <laughs> she used so much tongue. Oh, yeah, it was she's crazy. in seventh grade, totally. and, and she just knows that, all right, you're supposed to use tongues. So you're just like, what, so I like lick the top of their mouth? Oh, yeah, it sure, was awful. Let, let's do that. I mean, if she's listening, I think her name was Soleil Boyd. Soleil? Her name you're was Soleil. called she, out, girl. Yo, she was also half black, half white. Wow. Yo, now, I knew this friendship was and real. And now we know why you guys are friends. <laughs> well done. Yo, but yeah, it was a lot of tongue. I just remember being like, this is really sloppy and yeah. awful, but I couldn't stop doing it. Oh, and, like, you, and, and you never have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think as a guy, the first kiss is more intimidating. I remember you very, very intimidating. I think girls think about it all the time. Guys, we're yeah. like playing basketball. We're not really ready. No. Like, there's no, no practice. We're not really talking about Oh, I was it, probably you know. playing on the mini hoop and watching Sonics games downstairs. And yeah. literally, I remember they came down. <laughs> And her, because I think my sister was trying to make out with my friend who was sleeping over. It was like a, it was a fucking. Oh my God. This yeah, it was is crazy. like Jerry Springer meets, I don't know, uh, Dateline NBC <laughs> yeah. situation. So I remember they came downstairs and we're like, what's going on? And, I, and we had never crossed paths. Well, we had a friend over. It was like, stay in your room. You stay in your room. You fucking, yeah. Yeah. you know, wow. we don't hang out tonight. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's why there's a fucking, you know, that's why there's two floors in this house. Yeah. And uh, mom did this for a reason. So she comes down. I'm like, the fuck you doing down here? You know, and she, uh, <laughs> don't you clearly see the sign that says no girls allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I remember they hung out and then all of a sudden my sister took my friend upstairs or uh, i think somehow got him up it was probably like you want to come look at the fucking i don't know the stars or whatever yeah and left me with a friend and then it just fuck dude isn't that it's crazy i'll never that. forget that yeah and you're right you don't you're not thinking about it so it was so intimidating no. yet i still felt like you should be incredible at this right like yeah. i put all that pressure on myself some instinct like yeah kick, uh kicks in yeah mine uh the girl and when i say she's now reality star she's on that show uh little women la which <sighs> is the uh dwarf <laughs> version of Desperate Housewives. There's a dwarf Desperate Housewives? Pretty much. There's Little Women L- uh, Little Women L.A., uh, Dude, see, on, it, it's on the Lifetime Another network. reason why I'm not watching that it's terrible that I'm not watching enough TV. Like <laughs> that's a show. Is it on Netflix? Uh, not yet. But uh, and now there's actually going to be a spinoff show. Of course, uh, Little Women New York. Of course, dude. And the, are there now? This might seem like a stupid question. No, fire away. I've only the, are there dwarfs in every city? Yes, that's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> I, the only dwarves I've met besides you have been through you. Yeah, so I feel like if you're not in that city, why are they there? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 if Brad is not in a city, do the dwarves still exist? <laughs> Are, are or, do, holograms? Or, 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 or do they just pop out of the ground like from Michael Jackson's thriller video? <laughs> like as soon as I walk in, darkness falls across the land. Nice. So, uh, yeah, she was my seventh grade girlfriend. Uh, and yeah, and, and it, it was at a dwarf convention, which is the most awesome thing in the Super world. Super hot. Oh, my God. Dwarf convention. Now, did you get, all those dwarves, did you get all distracted where you're like, this is my girl, but now... Like there's other potential girls here. Well, I did, but see, here's the thing about this uh, this particular girl is, uh, and we all have we all have that girl in either like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, like the first girl to get boobs yeah. in the in the entire grade. Who was like, it? Name the name the girl. Uh, Jacqueline Fiorentino. Nice, Mark. 
Anne Grasso. <laughs> Emily Leon. And guess what? She then later became, I think, Rain was her stripper name. Yeah, yeah. Every one of those girls had Her tits baby were so really? big, they yeah. were resting yeah. on the desk. Remember in seventh grade health class, I would look <laughs> oh, over God, and they, yeah, she ended up having to have a reduction. It's actually a sad story. But, <laughs> but, but, but I remember. Eighth grade reduction. But, uh, seventh grade reduction. Seventh grade yeah. reduction. And Are they cre- playing Coachella next year? <laughs> seventh grade <laughs> reduction. <laughs> They're a pretty solid band. I'm pretty sure they were announced. That I think they're going on right or, before ACDC in or, the lineup. Or resting titties. Yeah, resting titties. Uh, but they were—they literally would just be resting on that desk, and my buddies and I couldn't focus. We're just looking over. Because it wasn't the fact that it was like— Everyone got an F in science. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got a Emily. T, actually. Except for Emily. Because the teacher had a tit got an A++. Plus plus. <laughs> he was like, I threw in a couple extra pluses. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, but I remember it was just like, they were. Uh, we didn't. we were so— it was A, it was like, oh, the, that's what they look like. But yeah. also it was like, I don't think they should be that big. We all knew that it was right. like something was wrong. Well, yeah, because yeah, then, then you – It was like you, she was touched by the ooze. <laughs> can you imagine her dad, too, just like every day like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, like, are you no. kidding me? I thought I had more time. Yeah, I totally. thought I had more time. That, totally. That's exactly what it is. Right. And, and, and yeah, so like when I was at this dwarf convention uh, with this girl, Brianna, uh, she was like the first dwarf girl to get boobs and they were – Fucking huge! So I was looking around like, no way! I got the hottest girl here, man. Yeah. I got yeah. I got the fucking hottest girl. And uh, so yeah, we uh, we uh, kissed on the uh, on the dance floor because there's a dance every night. Yep. At, at these damn dwarf conventions, grinding. And, uh, no, it was it was a slow song. What the fuck song was it? This is gonna kill me. Seventh grade, baby so, face. What year? Uh, this is ooh no it, it was uh it was Casey and JoJo all my life oh my god dude yeah keep talking there <laughs> oh my god you're gonna get you give me an erection not the first time I've said that sentence to you uh <laughs> so yeah so and we and we have been dating for like a full three weeks so it's like all right it's time to step up right time to step up be, put on your big boy pants yeah be a man and she is actually shorter than me so I was able so I was able, so I was always I, I was able to lean in. The scene was set. This was in uh, San Francisco, California. Dwarf convention. The dwarves parted, which is kind of an unwritten uh, verse of the Bible that no one really talks about. <laughs> the dwarves parted. And I, and I just see my lady Brianna. I think to myself, that is my woman. Those boobs will be mine. Oh, yes. They will be mine. How, now, long, are, how long is this fucking intro? Are they bigger than her head? They're about the same size. <laughs> wow. Which, oh my god. So we start, and so we start doing the slow dance. Which at that time, you know, it's just a casual lean to the left. You don't yeah. really know how to dance. You're no. just going to, you're just going to circle. Yeah. Why are you in a, at this point? You're in a gym too. Like, why are you in a gymnasium all <laughs> yeah. the time dancing? Yeah. It's like when you just look up, like, and it, it, it's like that scene from Vacation where they drive by and go, "Hey, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament." Like, you just keep going in a circle. So yeah. you're like, "Hey, uh, DJ Booth, Punch Bowl," you know, yeah. and, and and you just keep doing that. And then I just thought, God, Casey and JoJo's playing. I've been dating this girl for three weeks. She's got the biggest dwarf titties I've ever seen in my damn life. I will never have a more precise, perfect moment than right now. And I leaned in. And I put my lips on top of Brianna's. I thought, oh boy, I'm in trouble. This is going to start a revolution. And the revolution starts today, my friends. Because after then, after that moment, I knew. I had to have her. <laughs> There's also a lot of stress in that moment, too, for you, because you, you've seen Dirty Dancing, so you know this ends with a $300 abortion. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that you took the most pure moment of my life yeah, yeah. and tagged it and with an abortion joke. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible outcome. Uh, That's not, you know what though? But that, so you have that kiss and then you think yeah. to yourself like, oh man, like what's next? What's in the mind of a seventh grade Brad Williams who goes, I got the kiss. Are wow. you? That's first base, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think. What the hell is first base? It's a ton base? of adrenaline is what it is. It's but like you, the most adrenaline I think yeah. you can have. Yeah. But you also realize that every per, every place we grew up, like, what the bases are, it's a different, like, you know, it's different. Everyone has a different, like. Uh, uh, all right. I'll do my bases. Like, hand and, out of the and, shirt. And, and, you, and you guys tell me. First base was, was kissing. Second base was hand under the shirt, getting, getting some boob action. Both boobs or one boob? Uh, either. For me, personally, I don't know. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm just curious. Two boobs. Just if you're more of a left two boob boobs guy. would be a stand up double. One boob is you had to slide. It was it was close. <laughs> it was close. You're like, oh my god, the throw's coming in. I gotta get my head down. Yeah. Uh, third base was some sort of oral, and then uh, some sort of oral. Yes. Yeah. Wait, they're, they're also playing Coachella. <laughs> just, oh my god. Yeah, but I, I oral was third base. I guess. Yeah. For me, I guess because because you're a base away from the jackpot. Exactly. And, and home run was always sex. Anal. What? Jesus. <laughs> no. No. Uh, ho- yeah. Home run was sex. Now, was that the basis for everyone else, or was yeah. Some things changing for other for first, other people. In Seattle, the first base was a high five. Ooh. Second base was uh, you listen to Pearl Jam together. Well, that well, well, that's a big step. Third base was you just uh, put on each other's pants and, and turn around and rub each other's butts on each other. Oh, <laughs> that was called a thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then a home run was uh, uh, her mom makes dinner for you. That well, you know what? I mean, especially if she's making hamburger helper, that is yeah. a home run, my friend. <laughs> that that is the best. I'm scared because I have I have nephews that are like 13, 14. I'm scared to ask them like, hey, so uh, what's the basis? Because like you don't want to hear those answers. Back, from them. yeah, when I went to school, it was like one 13 year old girl had sex. Yeah. Everyone found out. Now it's like these guys have gotten laid seven, eight times now. They're, they're fucking like with authority at 13. Yeah. Dude, I, I've been with like eight women already. Eight? It's like, what? How does yeah. that happen? And also, why are you calling women? <laughs> Dude, it's, I, I, well, how do you guys feel about the sex education? Like, like, do you think it's one of those things where like, give them the condoms early because they're going to be doing it anyway? You know, like that's the whole argument. It's like, do we educate them? Because there's nowadays we didn't have the internet and porn. So it's like we right. had you f- try to find a magazine or a salt and pepper porn on pay-per-view and you try to be like, I think that was a tit. And your friend's like, I think it was his dick. And you're like, either way, we got to get this done. You know? <laughs> and we got to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're always running with him, too. Yeah. Like, so, the police catch us. We're going to be arrested for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta, we gotta see if we can make out part of an areola before your dad comes downstairs. <laughs> exactly. It's be on our permanent record. Yeah. Oh my but God. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think the... I don't know. Uh, I was taught, uh, my mom gave me a book, and I'll never forget this book. It's called What's Happening to My Body, Book for Boys. And she just (laughs) handed that to me and said, read this. (laughs) And uh, some of the creepiest shit ever is in that book. Because she wrote and drew it. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. Well Uh, done. Uh, No, but this, and uh, as you take a few weeks, or you just like lock yourself in your room. Oh, you read the first, you read the first page, and you're like, "Well, this is a page turner." Yeah, (laughs) I'm into this. Okay, yes, yeah, because there were pictures. Yeah, there were absolutely pictures, and and there were horrific descriptions. Uh, One, and I'll never forget this. It had a chapter on masturbation. I thought, all right, read this. Yeah, see what's up. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I have the wrong technique. And it, it, I, I'll never forget the sentence. It said, it is perfectly normal 
for you to masturbate uh, by yourself. It is also perfectly normal to invite your friends over and masturbate in front of each other. What? The and I was like, what? no, it is not. Dude, that's not fair. <laughs> no, it is not. I don't think if I call up my buddy Ryan and say, hey, dude, you want you, you want you, you yeah. want to come over? What? You got the new Sonic the Hedgehog? No, even better. We're going to play with our dicks in front of each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But, you know, that's what girls, I, I, I mean, I remember uh, a girlfriend of mine from high school recently uh, told me when I saw her um, in town over the holidays, she was like, yeah, we used to like, Girls like she's like some of my friends. We would like get naked and show each other our stuff. Yeah, wow. like, I, I mean, I never do that with any dudes, but I know that was that's common no. for girls. I guess. I guess because they were curious. They were like, "You How, got what I got?" We put all that energy towards karate <laughs> and basketball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a different thing. We're not. So do you think? So the, do they develop? Uh, they're more sexually in tune early on than we uh, are. I think so. Also, it's like. Why? Why was it important to give us like a sex education class in the sixth grade? It's like, cool. I'll use this ten years from now. Yeah, because puberty is so <laughs> yeah. daunting. Totally, you're not really going to honestly puberty because think you what happens. Horrible. Puberty. You have to know that it's coming. If you all of a sudden just wake up and you're bleeding from your fucking yeah, like that's not sex education. Though. I think like, I, I don't know if you need to tell a six year old how it's uh, or uh, you know a sixth grader about. It's also like uh, you're right, about penetration, yeah. but you should yeah, let yeah, them know yeah, they're yeah. like, yo, your chest. I know that it's flat right now, and running is pretty easy. But guess what? Yeah. That's just about to change. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, I know that right now, like, you know, you don't deal with boners, but yeah. at some point, that's going to be all you're dealing with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you're never going to, like, show up to the, your first time having sex with your sex ed book. <laughs> like, just whip it out. Just whip, chapter on. one. Hold on one second. <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me make sure I got this right. Wait, so I stick the what in the... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. That happens? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I'm just glad I got past the age of uh, boners <laughs> happening unexpectedly and with no motivation. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm past that age. That might be a sign of death impending too, though. <laughs> that sounds like life force leaving you. I'm glad because nothing was more scary than being in like eighth grade, ninth grade oh math class, God. and then all of a sudden you got a bone. You're like, wait, why? Why I'm doing? I'm doing the quadratic formula. That's not yeah. hot. Yeah. What no. the? What, why is this happening? Everything now? you knew about life is questionable at that point. Exactly. Oh, and, you're yeah. try, and you're trying to like tuck it in. You know, you're trying to like tuck it into the top waistband of your pants. Like, yeah. all right, maybe nobody will see this if I like tuck it. Ah, and now, but now, like that hurts because it's cutting yeah. out the circulation. Maybe I'm being too honest right now. Yeah, maybe no. I'm giving you a little this too much real. insight into my ninth grade year. But dude, it's Wednesday fuck. night. This if you real. can't get real on a Wednesday, and you can't get real, <laughs> and you can't get real, and that's your deal. <laughs> but, uh, wait, so I mean, I don't know how we got on the topic of uh, 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 teenage boners. Uh, no man, there was a bigger issue at hand. Well, sure, that's just what you're focusing on right now. Sure, we. Uh, I remember we were in the eighth grade. You know, in gym you wrestle. They assign you by you know basically weight class. Yeah. Level. So okay. in the eighth grade in arts, the biggest tall black kid in our class. You know, he's yeah. six foot two. He's in the eighth grade. He can almost dunk. He has to wrestle. He's got three kids. Yeah, he's got. Totally, he's got a family <laughs> to support. He uh, he has to wrestle a big fat white guy like who's just like somehow is equal weight, but they don't look the same at no. all. Well, yeah, because one's fat yeah. and one's muscle. Totally, and they're uh, they're you know every class are matched up together. They're rolling around. And all of a sudden, the gym teacher just stands up and is like, oh, God. And he, we, Todd stands up and just has – the black dude stands up and has like a foot-long heart on <laughs> in his sweatpants. And we're like, ah, Todd. And he never lived it down. Oh, yeah, you can't when you got the fucking alien like oh, popping out of your God, chest. Oh, God, dude. Can you imagine? No. It, it, but, Wait, so who was more shocked, the entire peanut gallery or was the guy – oh, oh, I, yeah. I would think the guy wrestling him would be the most shocked person. <laughs> totally. Basically <laughs> – 
Yeah, the rest of the class, no one really talked. Are about you it. flattered, or are you just completely disgusted at that point? If you're the, if you're I'm the also guy. just completely disappointed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, I don't have that. <laughs> I saw that. I go, that's bigger than my dad's. There's no chance it's gonna happen. I know the limits that I've been given, and that's yeah. not even close to that. A lot of lessons taught on that day. <laughs> Number one, tape your own dick to yourself <laughs> before you wrestle. Number two, your dad is exaggerating about <laughs> the family genes. <laughs> your dad, your, your, yeah, yeah, because your dad might have had that no, that moment of like, no one's got a bigger dick than me. You're like, uh, they told me that every day in the morning <laughs> before he gave me the lunch money. <laughs> The cult of personality over there. Wait, I want to really quickly, uh, before we jump into our weekends uh, uh, on the road, uh, Brad in Denver, Mark and I in San Jose. Uh, yep. Mark, you told me a great, while we're on the topic of your dad, a great story about him recently over the holidays reconnecting with a buddy. Okay, cool. He, uh, I'm from upstate New York. It's a very, it's not, it's, upstate New York is basically, it's not hillbilly because it's not your, no one has a southern accent. Right. But it's like hillbillies with a New York accent. Right. They also are very in upstate New York. You're hill very, people, uh, hill people, exactly. Thank there you, you. go. Thank no you. Problem. Politically correct, <laughs> and uh, just like an isolated community of people that do not leave, they don't like to go anywhere. They, you know, they don't. Ha- My dad just got a cell phone, so he's like, "My phone keeps getting texts. I don't even know how to read them yet." And he has a flip phone, so I'm having a hard time reading them because the buttons are. You haven't used a flip phone in six years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just his sprint company sending him his minutes. He's used four minutes in honestly like eight months. Has he sent a text ever? Never sent a text. So like he's getting text from Sprint saying, "Are you alive?" Respond. Basically. Press one. He yeah. goes, "Can you can you teach me how to text?" I go, "Cool. What do you want to text?" He goes, "Text my friend outside. Hey asshole." <laughs> <laughs> so it's his first text. First text ever. I go, "Should be all right." It takes me about, I'd say, eight minutes to compose two words. It, yeah. It's actually harder to text back then. Oh, is it like the T nine yes, function? Absolutely. Oh wow, I remember so that. I send it off. My dad fucking. My dad goes, "I'll be right back." He goes outside, <laughs> looks at him, and go, "Did you get my text?" This guy opens up his phone and goes, "Yeah, I got it." My dad runs back in, happiest, literally, I've ever seen him. <laughs> literally, my dad's a pretty happy guy. Biggest smile on his face. He goes, he got it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a text if you text the person, then run over to their <laughs> yeah. place and go, did you get my text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yes. defeats the purpose. Read it in front of me. <laughs> I think he just wanted to know that it like worked, that he was able to yeah, do it. Totally. This guy is also, this, the, his, my, dad's, my dad is now retired. He's a retired butcher. He's a very working class guy, but back mm-hmm. then you could have a working class job and retire. Now basically sure. you can't. His drinking buddy is a retired corrections officer who worked at a jail. He got jumped. Guys beat oh, his shit. legs to a pulp, and he has oh, now God. metal legs. He's like 66. Holy uh, shit. He has, uh, his legs are complete. So he smokes weed all day instead of taking pain pills. Sure. But he also is not in the, the – he, this guy is not in the best of shape as far as overall life. Yeah. Whatever. You think? Does so, the weed help, do you think? Yeah. So two weeks ago, he's in the bar. He stands up. He grabs his chest. He falls – to my dad. My dad is only five foot six, small Italian, ripped guy. He's only 125 pounds. Yeah. This guy is about 240. He falls onto my dad. My dad guides him to the ground. He's like, someone call an ambulance. This guy throws his hand up in the air with a number one. He goes, wait, wait a minute. That happens sometimes. Stands up. And continues drinking with his friends. <laughs> Wait, why did he have to clutch his chest? He was having probably a minor heart attack. And he just goes, don't call an ambulance. Don't need it. 
and just continue the day. And it's then the, my dad stay there with him. It's the fucking, <laughs> it's the fucking Chris Farley Saturday Night Live sketch come to life. Like I'm just having another heart attack yeah, there, yeah. Bob. It is real. That it man, is out that, there. That makes a baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah. How many mini heart attacks do you have before you're like, okay, oh, God. time to apparently more than one. He said it's happened before. <laughs> And, and and then he just keeps drinking and says, "No, oh, well, survive that one." Yeah, the old school guy is hard. Oh, the uh, the weed uh, weed's not legal in Al- Albany, is it? Uh, I th- yeah, but I think I think in New York it's legal now. I don't know, but or it's a like small a car, town right? upstate New York that people yeah, don't no even give a shit. No do one's they? convicting over it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now it just became legal in Denver, where Brad, you just were. Yes, I was, and yeah. I and I went to a pot shop. Did you really? Yes, I did. Your first pot shop? The, the, yeah, I've never been to Amsterdam, so uh, this was my first pot shop. Yeah, well, and, well, hold on a second. There's pot shops a, everywhere. Yeah, but I don't even have a card out here. Neither do I, but I've been to a pot shop. Uh, I don't go. The, my last apartment, there was a pot <laughs> shop a block from my place, and I went there because a tall black dude named Chubbs, uh, 6'5", huge, uh, hooked me up because I gave him comedy club tickets, and I kept giving him tickets because I, it was just a mutual agreement. He goes, I'll let you in as long as you hook me up with the giggles. And I was like, wow, the giggle sounds like something you would buy from the pot shop. It was. <laughs> and uh, and so I would go in there, no card. But literally, like, the first time I went in there, I'd never been into a pot shop before. And yeah. it was, I'm sure you had the same feeling where it was like, I felt like I needed, I was like, I'm 28 and I've never been in a pot yeah. shop. I need to act like I've been here before. Because right. something about this scenario feels like it's past due. I feel like I need to, yeah. you know, you say something out of character when you walk in. The same way when you're 18, you go to a strip club for the first time. Yeah. Right. You overcompensate. You're like, what are those? Titties? Obviously. People are like, that's not shit that you say here, man. Right. So I walked in this pot shop and I literally like took a big whiff and was like, yes. And because everyone looked at me too. They knew I was like, yeah. not, you just have that walk I wasn't and that regular. look about you. Right, I had a look right, of right. like, oh shit. Like when Charlie first saw the fucking chocolate factory, like I was looking around like, this is what I've heard about this place. You know, there's the Come fucking OG Kush I've heard about. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll see, see. Yeah. brownies <laughs> and lollipops and cookies. Damn right. Uh, you can get an eight for forty dollars cash or credit. It's like coming out of the vagina for the first time again. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Your mom was in the room. She's like, "Welcome, Adam. I've been here all along." <laughs> like, "Mom, you're here." She's like, "And I brought some cookies. <laughs> I knew you'd be here today." Dude, I took a big whiff because I again, everyone's no looking at me. And I was like, "I yeah. gotta say something to act like I've been right. here." And I took a big whiff and go, "Smells like weed in here." And, and dude, three guys started laughing, and Chubbs just stared at me. And was like, "Dude, don't say shit like that." And What's then, it supposed to smell like? Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, anyway, so did you have a similar experience? Uh, I walked in, and it was like it, it, it really is a feast for the senses. Like yeah. you just kind of walk, and I've been told about all the stuff that it, that weed is in, but I had no idea. Like I'm I'm looking around. There's drops for your tongue, just little like drops. There's hard candies. There's brownies. There's cookies. There's like this butter stuff that you can put on. And there's a spray, like yeah. just a, like a, like a, like a breath spray. Yeah. And it, like, it's like weed banaca. There's yeah. a shower head. They just shower it onto your face in the morning. <laughs> you hook it up. It's liquid THC. It hits you in the face. You shampoo it. It drips down your head. You're high all day. We coach you in it. <laughs> we coach your old body in weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hemp per plus. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> your friend can smoke your hair. <laughs> you kiss a girl, she gets high. You are weed now. What? Dude, it's, yeah, dude, <laughs> that, that's weed. coming. By the yeah. way, yeah. where you can just like lick a person, you'll get high because yeah. oh, they've got God. so much THC inside of them. Yeah, yeah it's coming there. And uh, yeah, uh, I got uh, I got some hard candies. And uh, it's casual. How? Ca- what's the vibe? Den- oh, so w- What's the Denver pot shop owner like? Oh, just uh, it was this girl who was like 23 years old with piercings all over her body that talked exactly like a stoner. By man. the way, and was she cute? 
Damn right she was. she was. And yeah. guess what? The same way that they are integrating hot women into like weather reports and sports sideline reports. Right. Like, I think even Pot's like, dude, what do dudes love? Pot and sex. But put, put, yeah. put a hot pot girl yeah. uh, selling it, right? Absolutely. Because and, and that made you want to buy more, didn't it? Damn right it did. And, and she's a damn pro because she's totally upselling me because I'm like, okay, so the brownies, they're like, you know, $8, $10. And she's like, well, yeah, but they're brownies. You really want an experience, you go with these hard candies. So I'm like, oh, uh, okay. She's like, you want to go with the hard candies, right? It's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the hard candies. Yeah, yeah. And it, of course, it's like costs like four times as much, but you're like, oh, no, that, well, that's nothing to me. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't flinch. Uh, so, Can yeah. you put it on two credit cards? <laughs> <laughs> you know those people doing that, though. Totally. Oh, it's Absolutely. cash only, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cash only, and uh, oh no, it's it's completely legal there. So yeah, you you can use card. Oh shit, yeah, it, it's crazy. And uh, there 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 was this moment where I mean, I've had an incident before where I had too much of a pot cookie. I think we all have had some sort yeah. of story where we've had that happen. Yeah, and you got hospitalized though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, this was on my birthday last year. I had way too much weed. Went to the hospital. Yeah, for like six hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had a panic attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, but that's because no one coaches you. And now you're at this pot shop. There's no coaching for that. There's no coaching. But now there's, you're at this pot shop, and this woman just gives me like this bag of candy. She goes, all right, take one. One. Yeah. Wait an hour. If nothing happens, wait 20 wait more minutes. <laughs> wait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wait a little longer. If nothing happens, then, then break off a, little, a half yeah. and, and, and then throw it in, which I'm like, fucking perfect. Instructions. Good. I took one. Forty minutes later, fuck yes, that yeah. was an, that was probably the best high I've ever had. No kidding. That, that oh yeah, it was great. I was so relaxed. Also, you're in Denver. Your your party's like this is where it's like okay, you know. So like yes. you're just and Denver's a great city. You're, the, it, the surroundings are definitely key when you're yeah. getting high and you're not in your home base, right? Yeah. And and I have a hotel that's overlooking the Rocky Mountains, and I'm high. How That's awesome great. is this? And that, and I love being in Denver because it's it, it, it's it's legal there. So I, so I'm walking around, and there are other people high who are look down and see a midget and go, "Holy crap, this is some great <laughs> shit!" And I and I have to look at him and go, uh, "No, dude, I'm real." And that trips him out even more. Yeah. So he's like, "This is really yeah. good shit." The only the, the worst. I don't know what's worse to say to a person when they see a dwarf in their highs to say, "You ain't dreaming." Because now you're just flipping their world upside down. Yeah, what, exactly. what did you did you listen to any like what's your go to? Because Brad Williams does not get stoned a lot. So, I do not. Get so what's your go to like music thing? Because I right. know that like I have it here. You know, Mark and I were saying. Jose and we bought the biggest bag of weed from the sound guy at the improv that we had we ended up giving away probably eighty dollars worth of weed to three different people that were just coming through the club, you know, comics and friends, because we were like, We can't smoke this in two days because we'll die. Yeah. And we but we listened to a lot of Stevie Nicks. Mark's been on a big Stevie Nicks kick. Uh, Stevie Nick Kick, by the way, is uh, wow. I don't know if you've ever had that disease, but Mark's on it right now. <laughs> and the only cure is more Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this uh, and Adam, I think, I think, I think you're gonna be proud of me because this was my go-to weed. Song. So Brad Williams got high, goes back to his hotel room, overlooking the Rocky Mountains. Goes, yep. I got two shows tonight, but for now, I'm gonna chill out. Oh, dude, yeah, oh, you go with raw emotion. <laughs> I go, I go with that. Go with a little PJ. Being familiar here, I can't seem to yeah, dude. This is the song you played when you found out dad was cheating on mom. <laughs> <laughs> Things ain't right out there, man. 
<laughs> Dude, I don't listen to, I don't pay attention to lyrics and songs at all. What is that song about? Because uh, I know it's called Elderly Woman on a something, it's right? called It's called Elderly Woman Behind the Counter. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's about. Yeah, I think it's a <laughs> random person. What's your life like? Let's make a song about her. Yeah. Here's a, a woman at a deli yeah. serving potato salad. That's actually my mom's uh, favorite song by Pearl Jam. It's my mm-hmm. favorite song that's by awesome. Pearl Jam. Yeah. It's a damn good one. Pearl Jam is actually my favorite band if we're going favorite bands. Of all Fuck time. yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. I right. still haven't watched the, the um, oh no, I have watched, I, that's right, the documentary about how, you know, Eddie Vedder came to be in the band. Oh, cool. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a band we need to see live, by the way. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it a bunch of times live. Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, totally is that is, is that is that your favorite concert? Uh, probably, actually, you know what? Where April Fool's just used to be at the uh, up at the uh, Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, uh, actually, Gibson that's the, the best Pearl Jam show I've ever seen, and probably actually the best show I've ever seen. Wow, yeah. well done, yeah. uh, Adam. Favorite concert? Favorite concert ever? Well, quite honestly, I mean, I've seen Dave Matthews Band a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen Hollow Notes once, and they fucking crush it. As I've mentioned before, <laughs> Daryl Hall is like the dad you never had. He's also like the friend of your dad that you wanted to be cool, fr- good friends with, but it would have made your dad feel bad because you would have been closer with him. Yeah, totally. Sunglasses, Hawaiian shirt, killer voice, high as balls. Two DUIs. <laughs> Three wives. In but they were great stories. <laughs> but they were great stories. Totally. Yeah. He's like, look, don't drink and drive, but this is a hell of a night. <laughs> but if you do, make sure you get laid afterwards. <laughs> Only drink a drive for pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's always worth it. Um, I mean, the best concert I went to was probably, I, I have to say the first one. You know, sometimes your first take is the best take. All right. And I saw Third Eye Blind, freshman year of high school, 1998. Adam, can I talk to you over here for a minute? You can go <laughs> Third Eye Blind? <laughs> well, obviously, Dave Matthews' Red Rocks was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, the, you have the band. That's the real the one. Venue. Red Rocks is unreal. Uh, I mean, but also I saw U2 a month after September 11th at the Staples Center, and that was like the most emotional thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Because they listed. All right, let me tell you a story about, you know what you're stirring up right now? Keep playing that, but pull the iPad a little bit away. Uh, sophomore year of high school. Apparently, I was raving about Third Eye Blind that concert for a long time. And the first time I really got drunk, sophomore year of high school, I'm at a party, and somebody has a balcony. And I went up and go, and this song was playing. And I stood up on a fucking, like, <laughs> on a chair and go, I'm going to jump, as this song was playing. Because <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious. I was right. so hammered, dude. I probably would have died, and Third Eye Blind would have been this. Every time this song would have played, if I had died, people would have been like, <laughs> man, fuck, Third Eye Blind, dude, how great were they? <laughs> and then they would have gone, oh, shit, dude. The song Adam killed himself to. <laughs> so one of my buddies pulls me off because he's like, "Dude, you can't jump." And I'm like, "Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend, and let me take this party up a notch." <laughs> and then you probably also realize you want to be a comedian. Like, I want to be a little bit raised up above everybody. Yeah, have them staring at me, and also some type of reaction, but for not sh- this for sure. <laughs> no, I was definitely aware of the reaction it was getting, but yeah. I was also like not fully in control because. Hey man, you're fucking 17, 18 with that amount of booze in you. Like your first time drinking was seventeen, eighteen. No, first time was fourteen. Oh, yeah. but uh, but first time I really at a, at a party in high school where I'm yeah. like, tonight's the night yeah, I yeah, show people it. that I'm a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then you just can't control it, you know. Yeah. Oh, so favorite, yeah. that song would play, and and people would sing it to me at uh, at school for weeks after. 
You now, had a reputation. So that's funny that you pulled that song. <laughs> yeah. hey, but, the, but the concert was incredible. There you go. They're now, probably still touring. I consider that also your first performance. <laughs> <laughs> if it created buzz, yeah. it did. You take fly over the next one. Come back next time. Yeah, you know what? If my career takes a dip, I might have to do that again. Just to, <laughs> just to get <laughs> just, some fucking followers. Just, yeah, just like stand. you guys tweet out a picture of me fucking about Don't. to jump. <laughs> He's gonna jump off a chair again. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, Adam Ray has just gone through another huge milestone in his life. Uh, and let me uh, let me uh, set the mood for this. My- okay. Here we go. <laughs> Last year, it was the Denver Broncos against the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. This year, Seattle returns to the Super Bowl. The Broncos, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> But they will face the deflated balls of the New England Patriots. Too soon. (laughs) What will happen? It's going to be in Arizona. Lots of hot chicks. Will Tom Brady be distracted? Will Gronkowski fuck the entire ASU cheerleading team? (laughs) What's going to happen? Adam Ray, your thoughts. Well... Still deciding if I'm going to go to the Super Bowl, but one thing I do know for sure is that Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, Marshawn Lynch, and Pete Carroll at the helm will take their talents to Arizona and dominate for four quarters of amazing American football. They will take it to the heart of the Patriots. They will rub it so hard down Tom Brady's throat that he walks off the field and hugs his wife, Giselle Beninchin. <laughs> Whatever. What's her fucking last name? Beninchin? And what is her last name? I'm pretty sure it's Beninchin. I think you got it right. I thought it was Funches. <laughs> is Ron Funches related to Giselle Funches? Uh, might be. Um, yeah. Let, I mean, that, let's be honest. That was... Well, the deflated ball thing is something that's hopefully wrapping up because hopefully we can focus on the game itself. Yeah. But prior to this game that's about to happen um, in three days... Yep. Uh, one week, ten days or so. This comes out on a Thursday. This comes out. Sticks to the script. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Yes, got and it, got Mark. It, got yes, it. and okay. So I don't know where you were, Brad, watching the game. Uh, and condolences to your Broncos losing, and you lost your coach. Damn. And you lost. Um, we, uh, we 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 lost a we lost an ACL. Yeah. <laughs> also, next year Peyton Manning and John Elliott are splitting the quarterbacking duties. Oh, you know what, dude? What if Elway just pulled himself out of the booth and goes, <laughs> "I could fuck you, dude. I could fucking, I could do a pretty good job on this shit." <laughs> I love that accent you gave yeah, Elway. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. it was, but all right. Elway's, what did he? What did he? Didn't he thank himself? Yeah. Uh, By the way, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he in the uh, in the press conference where he was announcing that uh, he and that John Fox, the coach of the Broncos, had left. He goes, "Well, first I want to I want to thank uh, I, I want to thank John Elway. I mean, I mean uh, uh, John Fox. I he's also thank John living Fox. in Den- he's also <laughs> yeah. living in Denver. He's probably smoking his weed. He probably doesn't think he's himself anymore. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got a mix up, man. Yeah. I, I am me. And, <laughs> and, and and you know what, the, the guy." While being my favorite athlete of, of, of all time, sure, bit of an egomaniac. I mean, hell, he's got uh, multiple steakhouses in the Denver area called Elway's. One yeah. is one is in the airport. Can I be honest? I'm almost kind of <laughs> glad. You know, you're bringing up a good point because I, 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 you know, as much as we all want fame and fortune, and we want because of the opportunities it would afford us, as far mm-hmm. as like 
helping your family out, being able to have any project you want to come to fruition, it, come to yeah. fruition. Elway, like, if you, uh, if I owned nine, if I had seven Adam Ray shuffleboard fucking uh, um, houses, or it's, shuffleboard... It's called Famous Ray's. Famous yeah. Ray's. It was Wait, a no, shuff- barbecue sauce. Okay, so if I had Adam Ray's shuffleboard planetarium, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a shuffleboard <laughs> table tournament center yeah. inside of a planetarium. Yeah. Kind of a dream. Uh, <laughs> if I had that and, and they were crushing... Yeah. I wouldn't be the same person I am right now. No. Because you can't, you just can't. You can't have that much adulation coming at you. You can't have that much success and still be. Yeah. Com- well, I mean, that's not totally true because I know some people that are some of the most famous people on the planet and they're super normal. But, but it's tough. But you, you, you sacrifice things. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think too, like at what point did John Elway just like. He saw the statue of himself in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. His name's all over the stadium. He sees John Elway barbecue. Then he just looks in the John mirror. Elway yeah. way. Like, John totally. Elway way. Yeah. Like, that's a street. Totally. He, he, he owns four Toyota dealerships as well. What? Yeah. yeah. And then he just looks in the mirror and goes, there's two me's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start referring to myself as a different person. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Who knows? The, I. Whether he smokes the pot or not, like that could have been just a, a crazy slip up where he was like, "Dude, I don't even know who I am." <laughs> I'm what I do, and I know I'm it's the GM. Right. <laughs> I'm the quarterback. I'm the steakhouse manager. I'm the car dealership manager. Who am I? You're goddamn John. Elway. Um, who you are, Brad? Where were you watching the game? Uh, I was watching uh, the Seahawk uh, Packer game. Is what we're referring to. I, I was watching that game uh, at my sister's house uh, with my brother in law. We, we were both incredibly drunk. But uh, yeah, that was just, and I couldn't even imagine. I was, I was thinking about you, buddy, because I didn't have a dog in that fight, and I'm still like, holy shit, this is the most incredible thing ever, and I'm feeling pressure. What, what the hell were you feeling watching that game? Well, first of all, and we, Mark, you, and Mark, you witnessed it, right? Yeah, I witnessed it. Yeah, you were you there with him. You, you just kind of, I, I really wanted this weekend uh, in the San Jose Improv uh, headline for the first time because I've been there a lot, and they had a fallout, so they asked us to go up there, and we, and I was like. But, you know, because the NFC Championship game, I knew it was a big game. And, you know, you want your surroundings to be ideal. You yep. want, like, a lot of friends or yep. fans of your team. Because you, it's a big. You just, it's more fun, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's and, more fun uh, when you could just escape in the moment. Right. But I knew I had Mark with me. So I was like, I got a great buddy that's going to, like, add emotional support. But I didn't realize. Let me just say, it's a huge deal. Like, for also because his team should. Mark's a Cowboys fan. His team should have oh, been in that game. We all know shit. that. Yeah. We yeah. won't we won't dwell too much on that because I don't we want Mark talked to... about it for like a month. Like, yeah, it looks like it's lining up. It might happen. It might yeah. happen. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna go? Like it was you oh, know, a lot of time. so for him to uh, just throw away his um, you know uh, uh, negative yeah. attitude towards the lack of competition that his team got to participate in and jump on board of of my uh, you know whereabouts and emotional yeah. fucking jump into your mind <laughs> dude so we're watching the lobby of the Fairmont Hotel and there's a big screen there's like nine TVs and the Seahawks dude it just from the get go Sherman picked off that first pick and it was like great this is a game this is gonna be the, a game for the ages yeah. mm-hmm. and then it just was like 98.9% domination by the Packers absolutely and no hope was lost but Mark recognized, he goes, what'd you say? You go, at, at, before halftime. I looked at you, go, take the shoelaces out of your shoes. <laughs> You're not hanging yourself in this room. I called up your mom. I said, fly down here to San Jose. Immediately. She's like, what's going what's on? What's going on? Like, bring the nuggets. <laughs> this is going to take a lot. I also deserve a Best Supporting Actor Award for that entire thing. You just, do. I I'm telling in. you, I can't, I can't talk enough about 
the emotional support. That's a big time you move, dude. Me, yeah. And because you could have sat there and just been like, I'm watching a game, you know? Right, but I don't right, know right. you would have done the same thing, man. And, oh, and, sure. and me for you. It's just yeah. like, because he goes, your team's getting your ass kicked. You're not, you're containing your emotions because there's people right. checking in. He knows that I was being like it's, conscious of like, I can't be a reflection of. And uh, it's at the ho- it's at the hotel you're yes, staying at. And there's people sitting and watching. Right. No one's, re- and, and no one was really getting into it. It was a lot of clapping. Yeah. So we was leave. also like a girls volleyball tournament in town. So yeah, like, yeah. Well, and that there's makes these girls that are uh, well. These girls are walking around, and then you know they're 17 and 18, but they mm-hmm. look like they're 29. So like that was distracting. So we go to the fucking Gordon Beer Brewery. There you go. And it was like bar, sports bar. And we go bar. upstairs. There was one TV in a room. It was like a fucking attic that like Anne Frank and her family hid we out. We were the of. only people in there, <laughs> but we could see over the balcony into the rest of the bar. But where we had was its own TV, its own volume, and not one single person other than us. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, so you can cut loose now. As soon as we get up there. You can scream at the TV. Yeah. I'd say 10 minutes into us being there, the fake field goal happens. Oh, man. Yep. Right? So yeah. I'm losing my mind. I must have said shit 15 times in seven seconds. <laughs> and the owner of the bar goes, dude, he gives me a big like, bring it down. He's like gesturing with his hand. He goes, take it down a notch. And then he, and then he comes up to Mark and goes, what? He's like. He goes, uh. <laughs> He goes, I'm not going to throw your buddy out of here, but he's got to stop swearing. I, I go, he's a really good person. I'll stop. I swear to God. <laughs> I, go, I go, this guy's a great guy. He's and then, really and then Mark person. pulls me aside and goes, I know you're fi- fucking fired up right now, but you got to take it down a notch. And I was like, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. And then, but uh, no, actually, I was like, you know, fuck that guy, man. This is a uh, big deal. Belly. And you were just like, dude, just fucking harness it in. We can still have a good time. Yeah. This is where we got to be. Things have already turned and around I since we got here. I did say to you, even before that fake feeling, I go, this is the place we're supposed to be. For whatever yeah. reason, I knew that the hotel was not right. Yeah. And I stood you up. And you're like, we're staying here in the half because the third quarter had started. We go, we're going to miss some stuff. I go, you need to get up. We're leaving. <laughs> and we had no clue. We walked outside the hotel and just started walking. And I we go, saw I Gordon Biersch yeah. and just like walked in. Yeah. And go then ahead. and everyone else in that bar, no Seahawks fans. Either they're 49ers fans or Packers fans right. or non-Seahawks fans. Right. Yeah. So no one wants us to cheer. Right. So the fact that this guy is telling us to take it down a bunch is also because he's like, fucking fuck you, man. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, care exactly. if you bought two Bloody Marys in nine minutes. Yeah. You're a fucking, you're the team that I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. So we're cheering. And then, I mean, you saw how the game unraveled. It was unreal. literally somebody could have walked in during, like, after we got the onside's kick. If somebody walked in and been like, dude, uh. Adam, I don't know if you know this, but uh, your parents just got back together. I'd go, hey, man, sorry, but we're on a fucking fourth quarter drive right now, and we got to execute properly. That's great, but fucking hold on a second. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was way too, I've never, the emotions I've felt, I, and that's why sports are great, dude. If you don't like sports out there, if you're a girl that makes fun of sports, if you're a dude that has never played competitive sports, yeah. I, God damn it, I feel bad for you, man. Yeah. Because it's an unbelievable, even if we had lost, yeah. I'd be over it right now. I'd be bummed, but I'd be over it. Because sure. I'm an adult now, and I've got enough wherewithal to go, it's just a game. It's just a game. But dude, it's there for my entertainment. That but, emo- when, but when it works out. The adrenaline. Oh, my. We're not even on that field. And you get to experience <laughs> probably, you know, 20% of what they're feeling. Oh. Is that too much? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that's about right. And, and But you know what? 20% is a is, is a healthy amount. The guys yeah. that the guys that don't play, that don't experience it, that, but that are just fans that experience like 
80 percent yeah Ooh, i'm worried i'm worried about those guys those are also on multiple hormones cocaine <laughs> red bull uh and so they're feeling a lot of things too like their <laughs> whole brain is swinging around sounds like a party and the only thing we compare it to with girls adam you and i came up with a great scenario with like an emotion that one might relate to is that if you had your girl alone in a hotel room <laughs> and you started forcing her towards the window that you had just opened up you go we're gonna throw you out of this window bitch <laughs> it's like don't do it why are you doing this why would you do this to me you, we have a great thing going right and then you just throw her down on the ground and you get down on one knee and you propose to her <laughs> Wow, that's, that's, about, that's about right. <laughs> you know what? I was going to make fun of that, and then I'm like, no, it's pretty sound that's logic. That's what it's like for a dude to watch yeah. a football game. Yeah. It started with confusion, <laughs> then fear, then love, then acknowledgement that a great moment just happened. Yeah. Then and you then, want to tell your friends about it. Right. Then, then you're posting on Facebook to <laughs> tell everybody what just happened. Long story short, Adam and I got married in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was legal, but uh, hey, Mazel Tov, you know. No, it's not legal, so we, that's why we came back so quickly. Son we abandoned the Sunday night show. Son of a bitch. Um, something did happen, though, and Brad, I want your opinion on this. Okay. Because I mean, I, as, as I get older, 32 years old, I'm, I'm, I'm developing an increasingly amount of distaste for authority, okay? Okay. I got falsely arrested in San, in San Diego because as I walked out of a uh, comedy club, uh, cops were walking around, and they go, hey, man, what's going on? And I was like, chill, man, just got to have a show. Did you? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you match the description uh, exactly of a guy who last night was walking around spooking kids in windows. And I'm like... What the fuck are you guys talking about? They go, he had a white hat and a green shirt. Exactly what you're wearing. I was like, why the fuck would I come back to the place that I was spooking kids at 24 hours, less than 24 hours later? Put on a performance. (laughs) So, you know, obviously hilarity ensues. These guys power trip because cops can't be wrong right off the bat. So they hold me for like 45 minutes. People walk out of the show. I'm having to apologize, being like, thanks for coming. Uh, these guys think I, I'm spooking kids with goofy faces. Right. There's a misunderstanding. Sorry, I can't take a picture with you right now. Yeah, and the cops are like, dude, you want to? And every time you speak, they go, do you want to go downtown? Do you want to go see the sheriff? I'm like, dude, no. I'm just yeah. trying to tell these people who I just performed for right. that I'm not here to spook kids with goofy faces. <laughs> right. Uh, even bike cops, and Brad, when we were at USC, you know, like you'd oh, be biking bike along cops, and it'd be a slow, there'd be oh. nine people on campus because it's spring break and you yeah. stuck around because you had some classes to finish up. And yep. also, hey, you just didn't want to go home that, that weekend, right? Yeah. And you're biking around campus and, the, and, a, and a, a DPS officer goes, hey, walk your bike. And you're like, fuck off. And he's like, cool, man. I'm just a bike cop. I'm not fucking, anything. <laughs> you're right, man. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But the fact that they even want to try to implement some sort of authority. So Mark and I are in our hotel room. We're smoking some of this weed. We're listening to Stevie Nicks. We're having a great time. All right. And so three security guys come up and go, uh, hey, uh, knock on the door. And Mark's like, you got to go handle this, man. I'm too high to handle this. And (laughs) you can be persuasive with people. And I can be. I've charmed myself out of tickets. Fucking, when I went to SeaWorld with my sister one year, and they said the Shamu show was full, I fucking sweet-talked the woman into letting my sister and I go in and stand in the back, because uh, I made up a really fucking crazy story that this woman bought about this being like her last couple of days. Whatever. It's not uh, important. So we got in, we saw Shamu, but... Uh, so this guy shows up and he goes, hey, uh, you guys have been getting some noise complaints. And I go, oh, shit, really? And he's holding a mini notepad, Brad. Okay. Like a little journal. And okay. I was like, what's with the journal? He goes, that ain't important right now. What's it's one important? of those pads that they leave on the hotel table usually. Yeah, dude. Got he in. was just holding. He needed a prop to make this look more official. Right. He's, he's got like, like, well, I have a collared shirt. That's not enough. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I need like, like a like pad or something. fucking grocery list. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have a mag light flashlight I can have? <laughs> so he goes... 
uh, this is your first and final warning. And I'm like, I don't think those two things are supposed to go together. I think no. you get a first and second. First and final. You get first, second, and then final, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. keep in mind, there's a furry convention in town. The whole hallway was loud. And it's like 12, 15. It's like in yeah. a hotel on a Saturday night. You have a squirrel yeah. having sex with a fox in the, in, in the room next to totally. us, and you're coming up to us like, uh, keep it down in here. How about yeah. the noises coming from, th- from 309, asshole? Totally. What the fox say? He's up the street having an organ. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Well done, Mark. Mark is on fire tonight. And, uh, and, uh, so this guy's like, and the other two dudes like, yeah, you guys got to keep it down. You got, we're getting a lot of complaints. I'm like, oh really? From, but there's also like other people on this floor. He's like, no, it's coming from you guys. I go, we, we have Stevie Nicks blasting at like, I don't know, half volume. He's like, yeah. whatever's going on in there, it's way too loud. I was like laughing in Stevie Nicks. And he was like, all I'm saying is this is first and final warning. And if you guys, if I have to come back, you guys are getting kicked out of the hotel. Now I didn't want to pull the whole, like, we're the comedians at the club. We're like right. business here. But Brad, what would you do in that situation? Oh, jeez. I this mean, is, you, you should just look at him and go, hey, man, thank you. Can you bring us two towels? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what brand of towel would you recommend to stuff under a door that would stop weed smoke from escaping? Any questions? No. Uh, <laughs> for that thing, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm always quick to apologize just because I, I, you, I, you don't I, like I hate confrontation. I hate do. it. So I, so I just like, ah, sure, whatever. I'll be quiet. And then I go back to doing the same shit that I'm So doing. do I, though. But I also have a problem with people who, and this is why I've been kicked out of clubs, because bouncers, I just, the power trip, I can't, I'm like, dude, I know if you weren't crossing your arms like that and wearing that tight black shirt and standing outside of a club called Perspiration that (laughs) you would fucking, you would be a reasonable, logical human being. But because of the surroundings and because of what you think you should do, you're acting differently. Yeah. I I, I look at some of these bouncers, I'm like, dude, I almost want to be like, dude, I'm sorry you have to do this because I know you're better than this. Like, and I've said that, yeah. to, and that's sometimes why I've gotten kicked out because I can't fucking, I can't handle. I'm like, I'm, I want to help you change you. I'm like the girl that like takes yeah. on the project of a kid who's like, you know, a drug addict, and I'm like, I'm gonna make him a new person. Yeah, totally. You know, you're a, motiva- <laughs> a motivational speaker for bouncers. <laughs> that's you a could very, be a bar back. That's, Maybe that's, one day a bartender. You work hard for 13 years. It's very, it's a very niche market, but I think, but I, I think you could do it, right? Uh, but, so you, you would just kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've had things like that and it's always annoying as fuck and you know that that person just has to justify their existence because right. if they don't say anything to you what's the purpose of them having a job what, what what's what, what's the purpose of their life none so they have to say fuck, something they do to you. Totally. they have to just 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 so they can go home at night and not cry themselves to sleep and go oh, i made a difference today i made the kid yeah, i cock blocked totally. the kid meanwhile like fuck a mile off. away there's people doing bath salts in a super eight <laughs> It's like, why are you here busting our bus? Yeah. <laughs> it's also, and, then when we, and then we get on a flight Monday morning to come back to L.A., and there's a mechanical problem, apparently, uh, okay. hypothetically, with our plane. And so it's why like, like say four hours. Why do you say hi- hypothetically? Well, plane we, pulls up. Plane pulls up. Okay. Passengers deplane. We're sitting there. They're like, we're, getting, we're already like 20 minutes behind. So we're like, well, sometimes this happens. Plane pulls sure. up. People, you can't. There's no real time frame or estimate on how soon people are going to deplane, you know? Right. If it's full of fucking 70, 70 70-year-old women, it ain't taking less than 25 minutes. Exactly. So we didn't know what what, what we were walking into. They deplane 20 minutes late, and then all of a sudden... Um, Folks uh, traveling from uh, San Jose to Burbank, um, there's a mechanical issue with the plane. The navigational system is... um, 
It's exploded. It's exploded. It's um, <laughs> there's some shit he didn't know. What, luckily, he just this is the only airport he's ever been to, so he um, he knew where to go and he landed safely. And he didn't <laughs> even know what gate to go to. Luckily, he just fucking pulled up and we were here. And they got off and and anyway, that's not so. It's gonna there's a mechanical issue and you guys will not be boarding this plane and maybe the next plane. We'll see. There's another flight in four hours and and hopefully you get on uh, that. Bye bye. Also. Separate and side note, fuck Adam Ray and Mark Saratella. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go up to the uh, people and we're like, all right. And Mark's like, well, let's see what we can get out of this because we've been wronged. Yes. And we go, hey, you guys got to have some food vouchers. And the guy goes, a flight delayed less than two hours? Three hours. Three hours. You don't mm-hmm. get food vouchers. Wow. He goes, yeah. I think his words were, you don't get nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was very fucking sweet about it. All right. And we were like, but it's been like two and a half hours. And he was like, is that, is that three? Is that three? <laughs> Did you graduate to fifth grade? <laughs> you drew those little clocks on your, on your little worksheet, hand them to the teacher? You got 100%? So no food voucher. Then we go to the woman at the uh, desk and we go, so Mark goes, let's try the other woman. This right. is the dude. This she looked nicer. <laughs> she did. Her name was Pat and she was Asian. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. And we go, a book by a cover. <laughs> we go, Pat, what, what can we do here? Food vouchers? She goes, no, 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 no. It's a flight. Uh, you guys know it's... Uh, Three hours and we we don't. I had peanuts for lunch. It's like I used to play the clarinet. What the fuck are we talking about right now? Yeah. Welcome back to these facts don't apply. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and also, it's like things are what they are until they're not. It's like just give us the vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the feature act at the goddamn San Jose Improv, and I want extra peanuts if I ask. Also, you know they've just got boxes and stacks of food vouchers. Sure. Just to yeah, just to calm people down. Now, was there like a big group panic, or was it just you guys? A whole, a whole different plane, how to get another plane. But what we thought, too, is this is like there was another plane leaving in exactly two and a half hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was also half full. So right. they just combined it into one plane and flew one flight down there. So I go, hey, you're saving money on the flight. Can we just have some money towards the food? Yeah. Can I get a free Cinnabon out of you? Yeah. No. Nothing. No Cinnabon, no. no Orange Julius, no peanut. Not even extra peanuts. But bags do fly free. Bags do fly free. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. Boom. I do like Southwest overall. But you know what? That's <laughs> just what the, the pandemonium in the airport, by the way, is like something that really... Needs to calm down. I cannot, yeah, my new thing is like people's impulsive behavior. Like oh. in the security line, we're like, oh, 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 could you move faster? It's like, we're all moving at the same exact pace. Oh, yeah, what was the guy? We got off the plane when we first landed in San Jose. Oh, my God. And there was a guy, by the way, when we first boarded, I go, I got on early. I was A group, Mark was C group. Mm-hmm. And he was, well, I mean, you are the headliner. <laughs> sure. But he was, and he was hanging with me at one point in line. And he was telling people in line, he's like, do you guys mind if I just cut and go early? And, and people were visibly like, no, you're C, this is A. Get yeah. the fuck in the back. Southwest is fucking, dude, it's intense. So yeah. we get on the plane, and the guy sat in the window. I took the aisle. I go, hey, man, I'm going to save this middle seat for my buddy. And he looks at me and goes, ah. No. You're going Burbank to fucking One San Jose. Hour. One, hour One hour max. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. So we walk off the plane. Oh, no. And then you were having an elbow battle with him, right? Throughout the flight. He just had his elbow in my seat the whole time. But <laughs> you and I were laughing so much and looking at something on your screen. It was such a short flight that we were watching like a couple of videos. Yeah. So yeah. I was leaning towards you and it never became an issue. But yeah. this guy had extra armrest. So now everyone's no. like, yeah. You were the middle seat, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Jim Jeffries has an excellent bit about this very situation <clears throat> where he says, if you're on the aisle... You get a little bit of extra, you know, you get the aisle space, yeah. and you get your left armrest. The middle seat gets the two armrests, yes. and then the window seat gets the side, like, the window and the, the, the little bit of extra space there. But the middle seat gets the two armrests, people. Yeah. It sucks enough being in the middle. Give them two fucking armrests. Put it in the Constitution. <laughs> I think so. 
So, so this guy was just being a dick, pretty much. So then the plane's like getting off. He like reaches his hand. Like everyone gets off in a normal order. So he starts reaching his hand up and touching like his bag, like but up over my head and over Adam's head and just touching his bag. And just touching it. He, he can't just, grab it. Yeah, but like his arm was like across our faces. Yeah. And he was just like making those like, ugh, ugh. It's like, dude, have you never gotten off of And he was a business shopper. Yeah. But this is why also we need the death penalty for smaller things like this. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the type of person we should be killing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he walked off and just was like sighing and then like was trying to grab yeah. his bag so aggressively. Totally. From, by the way, the window seat. Yo, if you're in the window seat, you just have to wait. Guess Who what? is this guy? Stretch Armstrong? How is he reaching this <laughs> dude, thing? He must have thought he was. If you get the window seat, you get the luxury of sleeping against something, right? Yeah. Not yeah. a person. Right. You get to sleep on not a person. That's yeah, what yeah. the window seat provides. Exactly. You don't, you don't get to reach. <laughs> dude, he was really reaching around totally. both Mark and I to somehow. Also, you can't see the overhead compartment from the yeah, window seat. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to grab so, your bag. So you he's, he's just grabbing shit and just touching bags. Yeah. And what do people hate most on an airplane? If somebody touches your shit. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, if somebody. Have, yeah. have you been in this position where you're, you put your bag up and you sit down and then somebody comes late? And they're trying to find space for their bag, and they move your shit. And oh you're my god! There watching, like, they were fighting words, <laughs> dude. The the feeling, the, it's it's fuck, it's intense. The yeah. bubbling fury that yeah. comes up when you see someone being like, you're like, oh dude, if you fucking move my shit, and if I fall, <laughs> you're sitting there, the inner monologue is like, dude, if my shit falls out of that fucking compartment, yeah. if you move it, dude, push it hard. I want to see your face look intense as you shove my bag to make room for your bag. Yeah. You should have showed up 20 minutes early. So then we get off, and the guy was just huffing and puffing. I wish he would have come to the show. That would have been great. If we had seen him after the show. <laughs> but the best part, too, we talked about him the entire way up the walkway, just <laughs> ripping him apart the entire time, forgetting that he was just behind us. <laughs> so we just told, he's just one dude. He's a dorky business travel dude. And then I could tell just by the way he was walking that he'd hurt us. You know, like when you have to walk away from a situation, you tuck your butt in. Like you're, you're like, you don't tuck, it's like your tail's between your legs. I could tell by his like little duck butt walk that he had hurt us. <laughs> Good. He he fucking deserves it. He had duck butt, man. He did. Yeah. He, he he did have duck butt. Well, so let that be a lesson to any you flyers out there. If you're yep. sitting window, don't reach around. Okay, take S- save the reach arounds yeah. for the bedroom. There's <laughs> there's an order. There's a system in place. Exactly. You're at window. You're getting out last, and totally. you just better hope that the, the aisle across from you allows you to go, or, or the aisles behind you. Totally go oh cool it's like bill burr has that great bit about boxing out the old woman <laughs> you know he's like i stand up he's like everyone knows it's row by row by row yeah. this old woman's like i'm 90 i'm going whenever the fuck i want yeah. i'm going up first he's like so i get competitive i start boxing her out can be with style yeah dude yeah exactly. do you know in eastern europe actually i've, I've done a couple tour military tours yeah. going to eastern europe it is actually custom I mean, different countries have different customs the airplanes in eastern europe when you get off commercial flights it's every man for themselves. They'll go over seats. It's oh, yeah. complete pandemonium Are you out of the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've seen it. Yeah, it's it, fucking crazy. When uh, when I when, when I flew in the Middle East, there was no like there is no lines, nothing. And yeah, people are literally crawling over seats. And now all it like there would be less pandemonium if someone dropped a live grenade in the back of the plane. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Do, do you remember how enraged you were when it was happening? Oh yeah. Okay, I go on my first military tour. I get back to L.A. I'm getting off a uh, – we're getting off a flight. I see this young kid, and there's a, probably like a 65-year-old uh, guy in front of him. He's traveling with a, a roller bag, mm-hmm. and this kid is kicking his bag. And I thought it was his son. I go, yeah. oh, this is a son joking yeah, around yeah, his yeah. dad. All of a sudden, the guy turns around and goes, stop doing that. 
He goes, you need to walk faster, old man. And it's up the plane. Now we're actually on the plane. We get off. He continues up the ramp. I now realize that he's not joking. I go, sir, sir, what's going on here? Yeah. He goes, this guy's, he was like, he's trying to get in front of me. He's, trying, he's basically piling over him on that same exact trip. Mm-hmm. So, but now we're in L.A. I look at this kid. I go, dude, are you bothering this old man about getting off the plane quicker? He goes, yes, but says an Eastern European accent. I go, you kick his bag again. I'm going to kick the shit out of you in this airport. <laughs> he goes, what? I go, and in the United States, we get off in an orderly fashion off the airplane. Shut your fucking mouth or I'm going to kick the shit out of you in front of this old man. This kid just keeps, this kid looks at me. It's, he, this kid looks at me, keeps walking. Now we're down at baggage claim. He comes up to me, goes, hey, dude, I'm sorry about that. I go, hey, don't say one more word. I go, you say one more word, I'm going to smack you in the face. Now get out of here. Because <laughs> he threatened to fight this. He was physically intimidating a 65-year-old man. It was my Rocky moment. You never mess with an Italian from upstate New York. Rocky one, two, three, and four. Watched again and again. <laughs> Doing push-ups every day for just such a confrontation at the airport. <laughs> Putting on oil, slicking back my hair. Quoting Rambo 2, Rambo 3. USA, USA. USA. <laughs> Oh man! Well done, Mark. Uh, Mark Sheratella. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Mark's Mark Sheratella on Twitter. Yeah. Markscomedy dot com for all your tour dates. Yep. Um, uh, if you're in the L A area, do go to the Comedy Juice show yeah. at the Improv. Uh, Mark runs Comedy Juice Wednesday at ten o'clock Hollywood Improv. Thursday at the Ice House at eight. Uh, at comedyjuice dot com has there all our go. dates. We're in five cities across the country every week. Badass, my friend. Well, Mark, thanks for being yeah, dude. on, and thanks for being the comedy sniper that you are. Yeah, thank you. You guys are both. You guys might be two of my quickest friends as far as like <laughs> quick retorts and like. Also, Brad, you've been on a tweet tear lately, dude. I'm you've going been nuts, man. You know, you, Mark, and I both enjoy your tweets quite a bit. Thank and, you. And I gotta be honest, <laughs> and Mark knows this. When I read early on the Seahawks Packers game, when you put somebody tell Seattle Seahawks oh, they yeah. showed up, I literally look at Mark and go. How do I handle this? Because, <laughs> totally. dude, it was like it was this? like you made fun of my fucking nieces, dude. Because <laughs> you were attacking my family. Uh, you know what? And but I also I completely understand. But that. part of me knows, like Brad, it's 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 a comedy tweet. You're yeah, like, exactly. I, it's what's going on. I don't care. Who's yeah. I'm also just like super sensitive. You know, your your emotions and, and se- you're so super sensitive. So that's why I immediately posted that picture of us from the Super Bowl and was like, hey, man. And then I fucking – and part of me was like – I mean, I, I think I put like, hey, good luck. I know this is Peyton's last season. Good luck finding another forehead to jerk off to. I'll take this moment to apologize for that because that was not warranted. Hey, just so you know, I laughed when I read okay, it. Okay, good. Because right, I knew exactly the kind of mindset that you were in. Yeah. And, and every guy completely understands We know that. the buttons to push. And I think with sports Damn too right. and comedy – and you and I both have uh, you know thick skin. Sure. So it's like you know – what's appropriate exactly but i definitely had to go back and forth with mark being like yo man because when you first made that when i heard that first thing i was like Ooh. <laughs> it didn't even it, i wasn't even looking that it was you it was just right, like right, that right. i read, that, read that, that i read that was posted it could have been my mom being like we fucking suck and i would have been like mom you're going down, you're going down. So, yeah i was also just like one comment away from being the new co-host of this podcast <laughs> If I had just thrown some, thrown some fuel on that fire, I was just like, in my mind, I go, take it over. <laughs> Barry Brad. Mark's going, what would Machiavelli do? He would take Brad out. Uh, A great hey. friend would never do that. A co-host on your podcast would never do this to you. Uh, he, know, he knows you're reading. He knows, he's doing it just for you. He doesn't care about his 30,000 other followers. It's just for you. 
Uh, that's hilarious, man. Well, well, f- first of all, thank you. And if you want to read more of my hilarious tweets, go to at Funny Brad. And by the way, right, right when the right when the Super Bowl matchup was announced, I immediately went to my computer and I started writing jokes. So yeah, Brad goes, "Is it weird that I'm comprising <laughs> tweets for two weeks from now?" I go, "Not at all, dude. Yeah, oh. I- I'm prepared." So, so, so. Super Bowl Sunday. Follow me on Twitter. There, oh, the jokes are going to be flying. Half of them will be about Katy Perry's boobs, but m- some of them, the, some of them will actually be about football. Wait, wait, is she the halftime show? You're goddamn right, she's the halftime Dude, show. I have been going back and forth about whether or not I'm g- doing a repeat show up presence performance mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. Brad William less. <laughs> but about going <laughs> back it, and the fact that Katy Perry's going to be there. She's my dude. She's it for me, man. She's like, I got a big thing for Katy. K- hey, yeah. KP. Oh, like I don't know what this song is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Adam, do you know I come up to Katy Perry's firework at some comedy clubs because I, I, I and the song guy goes, really? I go, it pumps people up, <laughs> <laughs> and then I make fun of it. Uh, ab- absolutely. So you could be hearing this. I don't know. Again, I don't know lyrics, but. Do you ever feel? God, I wish I was better with lyrics and songs. I know the chorus. By the way, final prediction, Seahawks, 28, Patriots, 17. Come on. How could you not get pumped up Marshawn Lynch. When, when, when it starts building up like Marshawn this? Marshawn Lynch is rushing for over 100 yards. <laughs> Doug Baldwin for over 100 yards receiving. Pete uh, Carroll's going to give out 35 hugs to strangers. <laughs> and Adam Ray will scream from the top of the lungs. And Adam will be in the audience. No, going, not. I'll oh, be at Katie. home. I'll oh, be in Katie. Seattle. Oh, Katie. I don't know. I can't trust myself around here. That's as close <laughs> as I'll ever be to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can I just say this right now? I don't know that there's not a chance that I'll run from my seat down to the field and give her a hug. Guess what? That'll help the podcast. It will. So I vote yes. Somewhere out there in the world, Katy Perry just got an itchy asshole for no reason. <laughs> It's like there's something wrong. I don't know what. <laughs> hey, Katie, if you're listening, I'm a good dude. I won't creep on you. But hey, hit me up on Twitter. I know you got five point. No, she's got like 50. Mi- Here's yeah. the difference between Katy Perry and I. She tweets, hey, she gets six million retweets. <laughs> yeah, I does. could tweet. I have 12,000 followers. She has 50 million. She tweets, hey, she gets six million retweets. I tweet, hey, chilling with Jesus Christ at the IHOP. He just told me where the Malaysian plane's at. I'll lose followers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What? I have an extensive Katy Perry catalog on my okay. iPod. Don't Learn you? a lot about Brad Williams on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For Mark Sertel and Brad Williams, I'm Adam Ray. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. 
Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.